Welcome to the Kesset Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us and hope you enjoyed today's sermon. If you'd like to find out more about Kesset, you can head to kessetchurch.com or find us on Facebook. Good morning, good morning. How's everybody doing? I am so, so glad you came to spend this Mother's Day with us. May I just say to all the mothers in the room, Happy Mother's Day to you. I'm, I'm so honored that uh, you chose to be here this afternoon. We have a really special service for you. And, uh, and actually, my wife is going to be sharing with you today, which is really new and something that took a lot of work on my part. So you're going to enjoy every single second of it. Every single second. Uh, I've been working with her for about six weeks on this. And uh, she, she at first didn't really feel it. And then the more we spent... Uh, time talking about it, the more she realized that, that she really did have something God was laying on her heart, and so she prayed, she talked with other women in the church, and, uh, and bravely and courageously, uh, she, she's going to take this weekend here in just a minute and, uh, and share with you guys the things that, that God is doing in her life, and I, I think some words of encouragement for all of you. Uh, I, I want to take this opportunity, I don't often get the chance to have both her mom and my mom in the room, but they're both here right now. And the reason this is kind of interesting is because uh, for our entire 20-year marriage, people have always thought that her mom was my mom. And I'll show you a picture of, of my mother-in-law, Midge, and me. Uh, we have similar coloring. Uh, she looks a lot like you can see where Taylor, my daughter, gets her redhead from. Uh, and then my mom and Aaron, they always thought were... <laughs> so, so, yeah, you do really marry your mom. That, that's a... That's a that's a true thing. So uh, these are my moms, and uh, I just wanted to appreciate them and thank them. They're both here in the back. So happy Mother's Day to you. Yeah. So let me pray, and then we're going to jump right in. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to just be in this room, to ask big questions, to risk courageously, to, to be brave with our emotions and our story, to, to be vulnerable, to share we are so excited, God, for the way that you move when, when uh, we do and, and are as you ask us to be. Thank you for this time. Thank you for Erin as she comes and shares. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome, welcome. Happy Mother's Day again. My name is Erin, and this is also Erin. Two Erins. We're going to do this together today. Um, I am also Pastor Danny's wife, as he said. I'm also the director of graphic design here at Kesed, and I am a mom of three children uh, who are, I have a son who's 23, a daughter who's 19, and 15. Two daughters, so pray for us. Um, <laughs> I actually have one of my favorite pictures of my children back from when they were younger. I feel like this kind of sums up all their personalities in one picture. So we've got Gabe, who is pretty easygoing. Taylor, who's like, I'll do this if you really want me to. And then that. <laughs> and all the colors. So we have it all in our family. Um, so I've never done a Mother's Day talk before. And uh, I want to say our team has been very supportive and uh, lots of uh, you can do this. And my favorite one was all this be yourself. And I'm like, and a lot of people said it, and I'm like, that is so much be yourself pressure. Like, okay, oh, I guess I'll just do it. I was worried, like, what if my outfit's not going to match the back screens. And Danny's like, who cares? Just do what you want. I'm like, all right. 
I'll do it. So here I am. Here I am. So in preparing for this talk, I started searching Google because it has all the information anyone could ever want or not want for that matter. And uh, as I was trying to find a main theme for today, some articles popped up, one in particular that I thought was kind of hilarious, but also very insightful. Um, it was from WikiHow, which gives instructions on how to celebrate Mother's Day with pictures. I was like, pictures are cool. <laughs> so I pulled a few images that I thought the instructions were most helpful. So number one, how to celebrate. First, know which day Mother's Day is. It's like, good one. Number two, discuss the day with your other family members. And I don't know about you guys, but we totally circle and high five when we're making family decisions. It's, it's really awesome. I don't know who thought of that. Um, on gift giving, think of your mom as a person, as opposed to like a polar bear, I guess, or some weird mom creature. Uh, and then number four, on taking mom out. Give her time to get ready. Make sure, it says, that you schedule at least 60 to 90 minutes for your mom to get ready. You don't want her to feel stressed. So give her time, even if it's two hours or more. And I went, two hours? That's like you took a nap. <laughs> uh, and then the fifth one, which was listed twice in separate sections, clean up. And I was like, a woman probably definitely wrote this, this uh article on how to do it. So I continued my search, and I was like, okay, let's search on what moms really want for Mother's Day. So Parenting Magazine, I figured, pretty legit, right? Top 10 things moms want for Mother's Day. Number one, a clean house. I'm like, yeah, that's true, that I don't have to clean. Number two, sleep. Yes. Number three, a really good workout. And that is where I stopped reading this article. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know who wrote this. It's totally fiction. These women do not exist. And if they do, I don't know where they're at. They're not, they're not around here. So <laughs> I just stopped. So I began to think, okay, let's look back at my own life, my own mom's story. Because um, most of the articles went along the usual lines of what moms want. Time to themselves, you know, go to the bathroom by themselves for once in their life. Uh, uh, not cleaning, cooking, flowers, chocolates, etc. Um, but the more, the more I thought and prayed, and uh, Danny helped me, um, we basically thought that we should kind of talk about my own mom's story and how I came to figure out what I really wanted and needed for that matter. So I'm going to share just a small part um, and be authentic as I can be. Um, so that's what's going to happen. So as a young mom... The first two kids were pretty decent. They were pretty well-behaved. I mean, I have some pictures of them. Look at that. Like, they took pictures together. They were super sweet. Um, Gabe, he was just super obedient. Like the time, I don't know if you guys heard, he sat on the couch for four hours because Danny forgot to get him after he got in trouble. That was, he was that kid. And then we had Taylor, who she was more social. She was uh, more strong-willed. Um, mostly obedient, but she had red hair, so everybody just kind of let it happen. Like, yeah, she's a redhead. And then we had that talk that puts you over the edge of, should we have that third baby? And we were like, let's do it. And then we had this. 
like, whose baby is this? <laughs> now, Elena, baby Elena, she is beautiful, smart, and completely through our whole family rhythm uh, everywhere. Everywhere. There was no stopping this kid. She, she was into everything, out of everything, escaping everything. Um, it was insane. For instance, we were going on a very long plane trip, and uh, so we had our kids, and I, we had to make a connection, okay? So we're flying out of Portland, and I'm like, I'm taking the last flight out because Elena's not going to make it if I don't keep her moving, 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 moving. So I took the last flight out so we'd only have a very short wait at the next, so we get in the plane, and it, it's going to be fine. I was so, so wrong, so wrong. <laughs> We get to the first flight. They're two hours delayed, which puts us at zero time to catch our connecting flight. And if we miss this flight, it's an international flight, so it's, it's not good. So we finally get to San Francisco, where we're going to get to this international flight. Elena's done. It was not even that long of a flight from here to San Francisco. She's done. Screaming, running, I have her by one arm, as my other two children are like, we're sick. So I'm holding hair, holding her. Danny's finding out where we're supposed to go. Some lady comes and is, is taking us now through the back, like the bowels of the airport to get to the international terminal. And Elena is not liking what's happening. She's, we're trying to drag her. She's not dragging. She's dragging her feet. So then Danny picks her up, and we're dragging. And she starts kicking and screaming. So by the time we got out where everybody else was again, she is screaming at the top of her lungs, you're not my mom. You're hurting me. As we're right running through the airport, and everybody's looking at us. And as you can see, we, we're not super similar in appearance. So the not my mom thing could work. And it was not good. By the time we were going down the escalator and there was this group of people, she's screaming, you're hurting me. I barely have her so she just won't roll down the escalator. And then by the end, I literally just dropped her to the floor and let her spin kick herself in a circle saying, you're hurting me. <laughs> I wasn't touching her. It was times like that. And many more times like that, this kid, you can keep going like that. <laughs> like that. This never stopped. That's the look she perpetually had for like a year. There's that. <laughs> this. No fear. No fear at all. Loves animals too much. <laughs> And then this was her chopstick phase, where the kid would not, absolutely not go to bed without a pair of chopsticks. <laughs> I'm like, whatever, man. <laughs> so she slept for a week with chopsticks. What do you do? Because at that point, she was so, so, she escaped every church nursery we ever put her in. She climbed a nine-foot tall chain link fence to come find me in service. It was, it was just really, really, really hard. It was hard on her whole family. But the good news is she did grow up okay. I have a picture of her now, just to her credit. You might see her when you drop off your kids upstairs. She, uh, she checks you in, and she loves on your kids, and she chases them when they escape, as she should. <laughs> as she should. So 
my kids started growing up, and this young kid part was just desperately, desperately hard. I remember feeling at certain times um, super judged, especially when people would see us with Elena because none of the regular punishments would work for her. So people are like, oh, oh, here's this love and logic book. And I'm like, I'll try anything. So I'm reading this book, and so I try to logic with Elena, who looks at me. She out-logic me like Dr. Spock. Like, it's just <laughs> crazy. So I'm like, no, no, this isn't happening. Um, but she grew up, and it was okay. But during those times, I felt just like a bad mom. I really did. And people looked at me like I was a bad mom, frankly. And it was really, really hard. It was hard. And now my children, they've grown into young adults. And I did think parenting young, children was the hardest season of parenting. And I was so wrong. <laughs> so wrong. If you have young adults, I think you get what I'm saying. The difference is, like, your three-year-old is not they can't get a criminal record or lose a job or crash a car or all those things that are adult, like sometimes life-altering consequences things. And so when I thought, oh, I'm going to get to sleep now. Nope. Nope. When are they coming home? Where are they? I hope they're okay. It's raining out. Things like that. And basically, as a parent, I just felt like I was underwhelming, <laughs> underwhelmingly bad and good and bad at it. It was hard. And I realized, looking back at our story, what I really wanted and really needed most, rather than a clean house or sleep or gifts or a really great workout, <laughs> was and still is hope. Um, Romans 5, 3 through 5 says, but we rejoice in our sufferings. There can be a lot of suffering. <laughs> Knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. And as I look around and I see people sharing on social media, I think it seems like a lot of moms could use some hope. A lot. And not to make this a total, like, downer service, I want to speak to those who are hopeful, because hope goes both ways. You can be hopeful. Like, this Mother's Day for me is pretty hopeful. Um, I, uh, like, I have a great relationship with my mom. She's one of my best friends, and we love each other, and it's a happy Mother's Day. Uh, with my daughter, she's so sweet, and she's like, Mom, send me a list of what you want for Mother's Day. I'm like, super cool. Happy Mother's Day. So uh, my cousin just had a beautiful baby, super happy and good. It's a happy Mother's Day. But there's some people in the room that Mother's Day brings up a lot of pain. And frankly, you may not even wish it exists. Um, you know, I was thinking over conversations I've had the last couple weeks. Um, I've talked with an amazing, amazing lady. She's awesome. And all she wants to do, her heart's desire, is to be married and have children but she doesn't have any. And I think when you are so wanting something so much, this day can kind of hurt for people who can't have kids or don't have kids. It's hard. Um, I was sat with a mom this week who was brokenhearted and devastated because her young adult son is going to jail. Um, uh, it can go the other way. Maybe your relationship with your mom 
isn't that great? She wasn't a very good mom. And even to this day, you try. But I know a guy whose mom just texted him to have a nice life. That's not Happy Mother's Day. You know, when Mother's Day sounds more like this, you can look around and wonder, where is the hope? Some stuff seems pretty bleak. Um, you know, when you as a child are left feeling um, worthless, abandoned, written off, or you as a parent, you feel like you don't measure up, you're not going to be that uh, the mom. I, as look, when I was looking for a bunch of videos, even some of the videos, I'm like, they're so perfect, and their kids are perfect, and they pour the Cheerios, and, I'm like, and their kids eat them. I'm like, my kid was like throwing the Cheerios across the room and kicking down chairs. <laughs> it was not like that. Um, so if you feel like that, and maybe your dreams are shattered for your children, you hope they would become something, and they didn't. That can be hard. And maybe some of you in here, you just want to give up. This is where the hope comes. Because without it, and I know this for me, that I became depressed and sad and lonely, discouraged, and like everything was ruined. Like I could not recover from the, the not good of mom I was. It even says in the Bible and Proverbs, hope deferred makes the heart sick. In my heart, I think was sick for a while. Um, I felt very judged. I felt very embarrassed. Um, I couldn't go anywhere. As cute and funny as Elena's stories are, you know, there was a point I couldn't take her anywhere, so I felt very alone. Um, and I see moms like this, and I think I was, I was you. And I think, I think part of it is we as people around moms that are sick at heart, need to help inspire some hope. And uh, here's what hope brings us. And I think this is where a sick heart becomes a juicy, healthy heart. Hope brings us joy and peace. Romans 15, 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Hope gives us the strength and courage to go on. Psalm 31, 24 says, be strong and take heart, all of you who hope in the Lord. And then, finally, hope gives us a promise. It gave me a promise. It says, likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words, and he who searches hearts. Sometimes we don't know what to say, and we need God just to kind of pull that out. And he does. He says right here, he does. Um, knows what is the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. So this is the hope when all seems lost, that God's working these things together for good for those who love him. And here's the thing. Sometimes when we're super hopeless, it, where do we find it? Where do we find it? And where we find it is in God's promises. And this is what helped me, this verse. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. Which means that when God promises us, when we search for him, we will find him. He means it. He promises us comfort in our trials. 
In 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 4, he promises peace when we pray in Philippians 4, 6 through 7. He promises to supply all our needs, Philippians 4, 19. And he promises us abundant life in John 10, 10. And my challenge for all the moms and sons and daughters in the room, if you don't have a good relationship with your mom, is I'm, I'm asking, where is your hope? Because I think sometimes we look for hope in places that we think we'll find it. We think we'll find it in a book. We think we'll find it in a certain mom group. Or we think we'll find it, you name it. Wherever you think it is, that's not the lasting hope that we're talking about here. We need hope that waters our dry souls. And that is Jesus. So I just want to leave with this thought that... The first thing is, if you're a mom, and you're here at Kessid, and your kid, and this happened just the other day, actually, we were standing back there, and this kid literally threw, I think it was a girl, threw herself down in a tantrum, and the parents, you could tell, were like, oh, no, get up, get up, get up, get up. I'm like, you don't have to worry about that. We had one of those. (laughs) You're safe here. I've seen, you know, if you see a mom crying out in the lobby, and a kid running around beside her who won't stop, you're okay here. We're okay with that. We've had some of those. And I think as our as fellow family here at Kessid, we need to be people who help inspire hope in these moms. We need to not be people who judge. We need to be people who are loving and fill people with God's hope. And I propose for some of us, well, the first step is we need to do to get this hope back in our lives is to invite God back in or reinvite him. If he's not there, you're not going to have what you need and you will become depressed and lonely and sick. And that's not what God has for us. He has abundant life for us. And I just want you to know here at Kesed that we we believe in supporting each other, and we believe Jesus has all the answers. And I just want to read this last verse over you guys today. For those of you who are feeling weary, tired, alone, judged, that you have a place here and that we, we care about you and, and it's going to be okay. So I'm going to read this verse. Isaiah 40 28 through 31. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. And they will walk and not be faint. I'm going to pray for us. Jesus, thank you so much for every person you brought here today. Thank you for the moms, the happy moms, the struggling moms, the grandmas and the people who want better relationships with their moms. You see each and every one of us. You see what we need. 
pray, God, we ask for us to feel, physically just feel the hope that you have for us and believe in your promises for us. We thank you. We thank you for our church family. We thank you for all our families. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen.